Let's return to All Things Employment with Vicki Causa on TalkZone.com. Okay, we're back. Thanks for hanging in there with us. I want to remind you again, our, our lines are open, 888-463-6748. That's 888-GO-FOR-IT. You're listening to All Things Employment. And we are now going to launch into, I think, what's going to be a very exciting segment for the All Things Employment listeners. And really what it is, we'll be talking to different experts in different fields who have been in the career fields, you know, their, their specific career fields for quite a while, and who then can lend insight into what people may be looking to if, in fact, they've decided they want to go into those careers or they want more information. Because with the job market being what it is today, people are absolutely looking to perhaps move to something different than what they've been doing. In a lot of the work we've been doing at, at uh, Causa Associates, we have been finding that people are trying to explore different avenues for themselves, different careers that they may not have thought about or they may not have been able to picture themselves in, but maybe going back into their, you know, their earliest ideas of what they would wanted to be when they grew up sort of a thing to think, you know, gee, what would it be like for me to get into this certain career and could I actually make that leap? So what I've done is lined up a few guests who are going to who have been nice enough and agreed to come on and talk with us and take your questions if you have any questions about what it would be like to be in specific careers. And our first guest today in this segment or this series is a lady that I've known for quite a while, a really good friend of mine, and she is a has been in the field of education for more than thirty years. She is currently a principal in a private school in Connecticut has been an educator, has been a teacher, has seen all different sides of the education field, and is going to talk with us today on some topics that I think may be very, maybe of interest to many of you listening, and if you're thinking of perhaps getting into the field of education, this may be the segment that's going to be most important to you, and again, I would suggest you call us if you have questions at any time during the segment for this particular piece or anything else. And one more time, the number is 888 888- Four six three six seven four eight. So I'd like to take this time to introduce my guest, Jerry O'Rourke. Jerry, as I said before, is a principal, has been in education for more than 30 years. And I'd just like to have you say hi to all our listeners, Jerry, and tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, Vicki. It's great to be with you today. A little bit about myself. Let's see. You're right. I've been in education for the be- almost 35 years now. Uh, ranging from as young as a three-year-old program right up to having college students come through my building on a student teaching venture that I was in several years back. So I've spanned the age range from 3 to 21, and there are many stories that go with many of the students that I've met during the course of time. Well, I'm sure you have many, and hopefully if we have time, we can get to some of the, the real exciting ones. But, Jerry, tell me about your education background. What, do, what, what avenue did you pursue, and what, you know, what, what education track did you, did you get yourself on in order to be in education? Well, it's, it's interesting. The very first time I thought about going into education or even teaching, uh, I was back in the sixth grade when I overheard a conversation with my sixth grade teacher and my mother. And they were talking about me at a teacher conference um, meeting that they had. And the teacher said to my mother, I think I see her as a teacher when she grows up. Because wow. she, likes exp- she likes to explain things to her classmates. And looking back, I think that was the best piece of advice I ever got. And um, I thank Mrs. Murphy for saying that. Uh, <laughs> I have been involved with education for 35 years. And from as young again, from three to fourteen. 
Well, that's terrific. So I guess the question I would ask you, what made you decide to go in it, into education? I guess it stems from that first uh, first overheard conversation. And, you know, you just kind of pursued your dream, which is a wonderful thing. Not many people get a chance to do that. So so I guess it, just by what you're saying and by the length of time you've been in the role or been in the field, would you say that it was the right move for you, even back from when you were in the sixth grade? Um, I think it was because I started uh, volunteering as a, mm. uh, a young teacher aide and when I was in high school. Uh, I was involved with Girl Scouts as a Girl Scout leader when I was in college, uh, which then I, it rolled into taking education courses at uh, the university that I attended, which then brought me to my first job. So I've been involved with the field of education, I guess, all my life. That's terrific. And if you don't mind me asking, what level of degree have you attained? What, what, is, your, what is your education experience? Uh, well, I, I hold three degrees. My first one is a Bachelor of Arts in the field of English with a concentration in English. I have a Master's in Education for Elementary Education, and I have a, a Professional Diploma in Administration and Supervision. Oh, terrific. So you really can run the gamut anywhere within that field of education. That sounds like a great background. That's wonderful. Thanks, and congratulations to you on that. Oh, oh you're very welcome. Oh, thanks. A question, a couple questions I want to ask that I think would be very pertinent to our listeners, and, and, and one really revolves around some of the challenges. So can you tell me what were some of the early challenges you faced in your decision? Because from what you've told us, you decided to be a teacher early on, and you went to school and pursued that. So really, this has been the field you've been in. So from college on, you've been teaching. So tell us what were some of the challenges you faced in, the, in deciding to be in the field of education. One of the early challenges I faced was whether or not there was going to be a job for me in the area where I lived, in the geographic area. It was back in the early 70s, and just like today, there was a severe economic downturn going on in the city. Um, the mayor at the time was letting people go left and right. Police uh, forces were being cut, firemen, nurses, everything in the f- education, everything in the field that was run by the city was being eliminated. So job loss was at an all-time high. And jobs for new college grads like myself were disappearing quickly because the older teachers were staying mm. as opposed to opening up the positions for younger people to come in. So, but for me, I happened to be at the right place at the right time. I filled out application after application and pursued every single one of them in the, in the school districts in my area. And I was very fortunate to be able to get my first job in uh, a, a small district where I, where I was living. That's fabulous. And it sounds like you've had, you know, continuous uh, employment in the field of education. Can you, can you share with us, were there any times that you, you say, you know, you were concerned about not keeping your job. Is the education field or did you experience in the education field, you know, job loss the way some other, some other concentrations are? Have you found yourself looking for work at some point? And if you have, how long did it take you to find something new? Well, um, about four years ago, I was in a situation in a private school that was closed due to a lack of enrollment. Mm. And as the principal in the building, it was my job to make sure that my teachers were all placed in new positions before I was able to find one for myself. And, huh? unfor- and unfortunately, at the time, there weren't enough administration jobs to go around. So unfortunately, I was I found myself in the unique position of being unemployed for the first time in the better part of 30 years. Wow. So, which, which then made me go out and have to look for a job, um, update my resume, which is something I hadn't thought of in at least 20 years. And, um, well, fortunately or unfortunately, I found myself out of work for the better part of almost eight months. 
Wow. Yeah. Did you ever think then, you know, after being an administrator, because I know you'd been a principal for quite a while, and we'll talk about that as well, but did you ever consider going back from being the administrator to teaching again? Would that be something you would have found easy enough to do? Well, I did think about it, and I was interested in possibly doing it at a higher level, on the college level, huh? but they too, they're, they're, they're in, the, in education positions in the college level for English teachers sometimes are far and few in between, so it was a consideration. It was something I was seriously thinking about. I was also looking into going into something on um, online courses, mm. teaching online. But uh, fortunately for me, through the art of networking, I was able to connect with a colleague who knew of a position that was open, and I was back in the education field in administration in eight months. Well, that's fabulous, and you know you bring up an excellent point because if you've been if you've listened to the show in the past or any of our listeners who can can hear something here. We stress continuously that art of networking. Now, you mentioned that you got your last job through the networking connection. Have you gotten most of your jobs that way, or do you know in the field that you're in, is that the way most educators or folks in the education field, do they get their jobs through networking, or is there, you know, are there certain associations that they, they, they tend to go to for these jobs? Because networking today is so important. I was just wondering if it's the same in the education field. Yeah, networking is, you know, it's usually it's usually by word of mouth and it's always that job that's never advertised on an education web base or site that would be offering jobs because nine times out of ten some of those jobs are already filled before they even hit the websites. But I would say that a, a large portion of job uh, hiring that's done is done through networking. It's someone who knows someone who knows someone, either in a casual acquaintance or you just happen to be mentioning something at a social event and somebody says, well, I know someone who's looking for something, which happened to me. My colleague was at a social event and her supervisor turned to her and said, I need someone to help me fill out the remainder of a school year due to a sudden termination. Do you know of anyone? And my name came to mind. That's fabulous, and that is a great, great example because what we do through our company here, Cause Associates, we do teach people, we teach job hunters and job seekers the best way to find new opportunities, and what we stress in every single session is the fact that you will probably not find a job online or or through ads that you see, but it will be to networking, through networking getting your name out there and having people know that you're looking. So it's it's refreshing to hear that that type of situation is also prevalent in the education field where people may not know enough about it. So that's great. So that that's that's wonderful information. I'm glad you were able to share that. Now, continuing with some of the questions that I think may be good for our listeners, you know, if students now listening on the, on the line or, or some of their parents may be listening, they may be thinking, okay, to consider a career in education, is there a certain concentration you would suggest, or better yet, is there a certain type of teacher or type of field that that there'll be a shortage of, or that we need educators in? Is there something specific they should think about? Well, one of the areas that is always in need of teachers is in the areas of math and science. Uh-huh. Uh, the difficulty in finding qualified teachers is 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 right up there. They're they're hard to, hard to come by. A lot of people who love math and science go into the private sector and work for, um, you know, engineering firms and uh, research labs as opposed to sharing their talents and skills in the classroom. So, mm. the you know, if there is somebody out there who is thinking of going into teaching and has a strong interest in the area of math and science, you would you would have absolutely no problem at all 
finding a job even in today's economy. Wow. Would you suggest even the private sector, the private schools as you're affiliated with, or even some of the public schools? Is that in both places, do you think? Oh, absolutely. More so in the in the public schools because they tend to uh, lose teachers quicker because they, you know, the science and math teachers are attracted by the large increase in salary in the private sector mm-hmm. than what mm-hmm. some of them make in the public schools public schools in the area. Wow, that's great information. I guess too. Now, staying on that same thing, it's the same thing rather. If somebody is considering going into education as a field and wants to teach, are there certain degrees, certain qualifications, or certifications that they would need to become a teacher? Well, depending upon state requirements, because uh, they vary from state to state, anyone who wants to go into the field of education needs a college degree. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, they really do. You know, uh, some some states require. A bachelor's degree with the promise or the intent of getting a master's within a certain number of years. Um, other states want you to come out of school with a master's degree and a concentration in a major field of study. What, what, what is your interest? Mine was English. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I have a niece whose background was in computer science. So that would be a concentration. That would be an area of interest to a school district, especially mm-hmm. technology being the way it is. So then you're saying at least a four-year degree. So is there any any possibility of somebody with perhaps an associate degree looking to teach to be able to work with that degree and then, as you say before, with the promise of? So if you have an associate degree and, and then you want to teach, can you go with that thought that, well, I've got my associate and the promise of getting a bachelor's is very, very real for me? Is that something people can think about? No. Well, what happens is that uh, people with an associate's, can find themselves in the position of being either a teaching assistant or a classroom aide. Ah, People, okay. uh, yeah, and, and the school districts have um, certain requirements because when you come out of school with a bachelor's, you also get something what's called a provisional or a, a temporary certificate of uh, certification. And you can only get that if you have a bachelor's degree. Well, let me ask you this too. Just going back to again to that teacher's aid uh, role that you just mentioned, would that would you suggest to anybody, or would you endorse somebody who's thinking of going into teaching and is not yet finished with four years of college, but does have the two years? Would you suggest that they take a position like that to sort of test the waters? Do they get enough information, and do they get enough experience and exposure to real teaching situations so that they can decide if they want to move on? Oh, absolutely. They would. Mm-hmm. They would be. Uh, if, there, if there is a position that's available in the local school and it's in an area that you like to work with, uh, the, one of the best ways to test the waters, if you will, is to go in, go in as a teaching aide or a teaching assistant. There you will see everything from the thought concept of a lesson the teacher wants to do straight through the carry-through and the follow-up. One of the best ways of doing it would be hmm. through as, as a teacher aide. So what would if I wanted to be a teacher aide? What could I expect to do? You said to you know sort of watch the teacher put the plan together. But do I then get to be in front of the students, or am I just sort of doing the background work? What does a teacher aide do? Well, depending upon your um, willingness and your comfort level, I know in my experience, some of my teacher aides uh, in the buildings that I've been in actually take small groups of children and either help remediate in some subject areas that they have a weakness in or help them um, advance a little bit if, they, if the teacher feels that uh, there's a child here who could use the extra help to enrich the topic that the teacher is teaching. And it would be the teacher's age responsibility to, to expand the lesson a little bit more or to remediate, go back and reteach the lesson for the teacher. 
Wow, so that's real hands-on experience then. That's something you can do and still decide whether or not you want to make teaching your career and or, or that becomes your profession. So that sounds like a great entree into the profession. Absolutely. And if you're in a school building that's large enough and um, you have the flexibility, my suggestion would be to go into different grade levels to see, you know, if this is what you really want to do, go in and see what it's like to be with a three-year-old group or go in and see what it's like to be with 10-year-olds or 13-year-olds to see if this is really where you really want to be. That's a great, that's a great, you know, it's, it's a great piece of advice for people. One more thing I would ask you to, because we're almost ready to go to a break. Do teachers generally like having a teacher assistant with them? I mean, I, I think my, my knee-jerk reaction to that would be, oh, absolutely, because it's an extra set of hands and eyes. But does a teacher see that as a real help, or, is, or does the teacher feel like now I have to mentor this person, too, to see if they want to continue in this field? I mean, what, what are your thoughts on that? Well, it could be both. I mean, I would. Def- I wish I had a teacher's aid when I was teaching. Uh, you know, I, I taught anywhere from the second grade to the eighth grade, so there were times when I wish I did have the extra pair of hands and the extra pair of eyes. But I would also look at it as, you know, someone in the administration having the confidence in me being able to mentor somebody to possibly take over another teaching position in the district, hopefully not mine, but t- taking over a teaching position in the district and that person learning while working under me. Well, that, you know, that you've given us some really good advice, Jerry. I'm, I'm really so grateful that you're, you're with us today. We're going to move to a short break right now. You're listening to All Things Employment on TalkZone.com. Our call-in number is 888-463-6748. This is Vicki Causa, your host, and our guest today is Jerry O'Rourke, principal and educator, career educator for more than 30 years. So please come on back after the break, and we'll have more Q&A with Jerry.